welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey, and again, we are still interviewing people from Bishop Jamie's conference, and so Shanik is not with us again, but I have a special guest all the way from the Netherlands. Welcome, Peter, to the show. Yes, thank you very much for having me. And if you don't know Peter, you'll get to know him real soon here on this podcast, but Peter is the man that kind of organized all of us going over to the Netherlands yeah, and getting guilty. to do ministry with so many people you I think you've already heard from Stanley if you haven't heard from Stanley and Matthias they'll be on later this month but incredible things going on over in the Netherlands so I just want to honor you thank you for giving me a European experience my first European experience the Netherlands is beautiful it's incredible actually when you picked us up from the airport correct me if I'm wrong but you told us that it's been 12 years since you've been to uh, Amsterdam yeah I I Rarely come to Amsterdam. You rarely go to Amsterdam. Yeah. So you live how far from Amsterdam? About one hour. One hour. And you never go to Amsterdam because that's not where the culture's like in the Netherlands, right? No, Everybody. There are way more beautiful places than Amsterdam, at least <laughs> in my opinion. So I, I don't really get everybody wanting to, to go to Amsterdam. Yeah. Well, the Netherlands is way more beautiful than what you see over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Peter, tell us who you are and what you do. So I'm Peter. I'm married with Kira. We have three boys, uh, one is 21, one is 18, and one is nine. And what we do in daily life, we have a training school for young people, Foundation for Life. So it's kind of like a gap year for uh, young people in the age of 16 till 22. So most of the time, the average age is 17 of them coming with us, and they live with us for a year, September until June, Monday till Friday, the weekends and the holidays, they go home. And what we do is, uh, well, pour in, uh, into their lives what we have learned, uh, try to make them uh, disciples of Jesus. So we have three foundations. So the first one is uh, give them a foundation of the Word of God. The second one, that's a, that's a big thing in our school, uh, is character building. So having the fruit of the Spirit visible in their lives, looking like Jesus character-wise. So that that's what we aim at the most. And then the third thing is... Uh, being the head, hand and feet of Jesus in society. So finding your place in society and be salt and light at the place where God has put you. So yeah. that, that's about it. So how did you guys get started with the school? Because I, I got the privilege of going to the school, even teaching at the school. It's incredible yeah. what you guys are doing. How long? Kind of explain a little bit of your journey to get this school. Well, I, I was working for uh, Derek Prince Ministries. Mm -hmm. And then at an evening... I, I, I actually heard an audible voice twice that you have to quit your job as soon as possible. Hmm. Okay, uh, that was weird because I liked what I was doing. And uh, uh, so I, I went home and I told Kia, well, I think God spoke. I have to quit my job. <laughs> and I have a very powerful woman. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, and she's full of faith. So she said, well, this, this, this is what the Lord says. You should do it. But you should realize that we... Uh, we had, a, we had a house, a mortgage, uh, Kira was pregnant, so the first one was coming up. And then quitting your job is not the most common thing to do. Uh, and people around us declared us for crazy. Well, yeah. that, that's irresponsible. And uh, so what uh, we did, and then I was home for a year. So God really spoke, you have to wait. And, uh, and in that year, God gave the vision for, uh, for what we're doing right now. And we have been living with that in our hearts for about nine years. Um, 
knowing well this this is what we'll be going to do in the future but we're not there yet we're not ready for it to do right. that right now and then in 2009 uh, we started and uh, we've been doing it since then and it, it's it's amazing the the, the privilege of li living with young people pouring into their lives and seeing them changed by the grace of god is just very special and, yeah. and just yeah coming that close uh and and being part of of the change that's going on uh, and they're in an in in an period in their lives that they, they're still seeking for identity who am i what are my gifts what's my place in society and then giving some direction in that and and helping them to hear god's voice in that and and, and his direction for their lives uh Having them realize who they are in Christ, yeah, uh, and and, and uh, having them realize how good God is, well, that's just uh, awesome. So, yeah. my job is making disciples. So it doesn't get much better than that, I think. And you do a phenomenal job at it. And your English is incredible. How many languages do you know? Uh, Don't be bashful. <laughs> Come on. Well, don't you know like Dutch, five or six? No, no, no. Dutch, Dutch of course, English, uh, German. I, I speak those well. A little bit of French, a uh, few words, Russian, uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, you were trying to talk to my wife yesterday, and how did it go? Yeah, yeah, you all. <laughs> she didn't understand me. <laughs> so She's my accent was, uh, was a bit messed up. Maybe that's the same in English. People are joking about my accent while I was preaching yeah. here. You have a very funny accent, but I'm happy that they. Your accent's beautiful. So you do, what you I'm do saying, know a little so. bit of French, huh? So voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Yeah, 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 a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> a little bit of Macedonian also. Yeah. Zdravo, dobrutro, kakosi. Oh, yeah. Mm. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it is. It Peter is. is an incredible human being. Obviously, you can tell by his spirit how he loves Jesus, and your wife is is amazing too. I love you guys. Yeah, incredible she power is. couple. And uh, we got to really uh, experience the Netherlands culture because of you. And I, I just love, I love the people over there. You guys are so welcoming, so loving, so kind. Definitely are doing incredible stuff. And I'm glad to have met you. Well, likewise, it was a delight having you guys over. And uh, we just love your spirits and, and the attitude. How, how can we help yeah. uh, with what is going on, with what we're doing? And uh, so it's it's been amazing getting to know you guys and and you big, really got to know us, huh? Yeah, yeah. You want to tell anything on the podcast? You got your chance. Well, I don't know if that's what 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 age are the they're listeners usually the, adults. You can you can share whatever okay. you want. Yeah, well, I think. <laughs> what can I say about this? You're probably the the person that that's in slapped my butt the most <laughs> of everybody in my life ever. Uh, You're welcome, and and, and that within. One year, not even one year. Yeah, uh, no. We met each Probably other. Probably just two or three weeks yeah. of time. So that that's an awesome uh, <laughs> accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. So you <laughs> said you thought I was very shy, which I am very shy around people when I first meet them. And then you got to test the waters a little bit. So you, yeah, you did. You, you did. slap a little button, you say good game, and it doesn't make it weird. And you guys were uh, well thrown off by that. It doesn't make it weird. I, I, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen it by the end of the trip they were all doing it back to me so i don't know if uh, you know yeah. but but from my <laughs> side a big shout out to you guys because uh what what you're doing uh, also with this this podcast is, yeah. is amazing yeah so the the way of approaching it and the the seriousness and the and the love for the word of god yeah being true with that and and just 
opening up other suggestions than, than the ones that we have always been learning. So the way you guys do that, that's, that's truly amazing and uh, an amazing resource for me and for a lot of people now in the Netherlands and yeah, in Europe. So which is uh, crazy. thank you very much for doing that and for the boldness and the, the heart which with you do it. Yeah. Uh, so y every week you say, well, you're loved and you cannot, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but you actually live like that and yeah. and love unconditionally. So uh, you're uh, amazing examples. Well, so I appreciate uh, that. Thank you for that. And thank you for having me. It, it's an honor yeah. to be here and, uh, and to share something. Yeah, which is crazy because it's through Jamie and this podcast that you even got in touch with us. So from this podcast and now then we were over in the Netherlands. Speaking of the podcast, what's been some of your favorite episodes because I know you listen yeah, because we get it. we get little stats they tell us where people are listening from and we can see all the listens from the Netherlands and your influence on the listens of our podcast from the Netherlands I'm probably your biggest promoter <laughs> in the in, in, in Europe <laughs> yeah uh, and because it's amazing uh, and I love the uh, uh, the episodes on uh, the inerrancy of the Bible yeah uh, being biblical or, or Christ-like, yeah, that was that was huge. Um, the cow tipping series, well, yeah, that there's there's a lot. Uh, yeah, so, uh, for sure. So, what's the best? It's a hard question. Uh, oh, you're just uh, buttering me up here. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's uh, the most exciting thing you see happening in the Netherlands now? Because you've actually been a part of a pretty big shift over the last year or so. Because you host a conference. Yeah. Yeah, it started with a shift in our own lives, yeah. uh, and and that that started with, well, understanding uh, governance a bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, that what happened with Moses was not actually what what God intended to happen over there. So so he offered uh, having the people be a kingdom of priests. So he offered a relationship, and they said, "Well, no, <laughs> Moses, you go. We're scared." Mm -hmm. So so they uh, ended up with rules. Um, and then realizing that that in Deuteronomy 32, where Moses kind of prophesies how how the old covenant will end, uh, which was not going to be good. Uh, there's going to be a perverse generation in the last days, and then so having the last days being shifted towards the past instead of being, yeah, the mm -hmm. dark cloud in the future, mm -hmm. opened up the character and the heart of God for me in in a new way. So. I was I was searching and heading in that direction, and and then came to know uh, Bishop Jamie, um, and just f so for me, my purpose now is is just to have a good reflection of the heart of God for for the people around me, uh, because he's way better than than I thought he was, and I was preaching yeah. about the goodness of God and God being a father and. Uh, so we we started sharing some some new insights, and that that's what the, the the conference is all about taste and see yeah. that the Lord is truly good. He's yeah. truly a good father. So more and more people are are waking up for that uh, for that re reality, and that's uh, that's amazing. And and for me also, the presentation of the gospel just shifted more towards Acts seventeen. Uh, so in Acts, all the presentations of the gospel, most of them uh, are towards the Jews, and they will repent. Uh, you have to be saved from what? Well, the first sermon of Paul was be saved from this wicked generation. And he said it 
back then. So be saved from that generation in that time from the judgment that was coming. The city's got to be burned. That's the reason why they stole uh, Stephen. Mm -hmm. um, but in Acts 17, you see Paul preaching to the Gentiles and he presents just a wonderful gospel message. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so in him we live, we move, we have our being. You're his offspring and, and he is your father and he wants you to seek him and he wants you to find him. Well, that, that's good news. So, uh, so that's, that's, that's going on. Uh, and, and that's what I'm going after. And, and uh, I love it. So we're seeing Acts 17 in the Netherlands. Because yeah. listeners, I encourage you, go read Acts 17 and then read it probably for the rest of the year. Spend only your time in Acts 17 and realize what Peter just said is Paul called them all the offspring of God and said, yeah. in you, you move and have your being and all that stuff. He was talking to pagans, yeah. which is crazy to think about and very controversial and something you have to wrestle with. So, uh, yeah, you should dive in Acts 17 the rest of the year and just spend your time in yeah, that. Yeah, he wasn't speaking about repentance or or, uh, or even the cross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he didn't make them uh, pray a prayer. Uh, he said, you're God's offspring. Yeah. And that's that's such an amazing picture uh, that God wants us to seek him and, and, and for us to find him. So when I, I play hide and seek with my children, the joy is in being found. So mm. I, I can hide in the place where my children will never find me, but there's no fun in that. So the yeah. most beautiful part of the hide and seek game with your children is being found. Mm. And with God, it, it's it's the same thing. We were on a beach uh, years ago when my uh, brother and sister-in-law, they uh, they moved to the mission field and we were taking pictures on the beach. And it's a, it's a very long beach. It, I think it's almost a mile towards the water. So you can see very far and there's a big pier and then my oldest son, I think he was six at the time, five or six, he decided to play hide and seek. Hmm. Uh, the only detail is that he forgot to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he suddenly, we realized, well, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, and so what happens to you as, as a father, as a mother in your heart? <laughs> so everybody started seeking him like crazy and, uh, and I don't know how long this took, probably five, maybe max, uh, 10 minutes. And then after after that time, well, there were huge concrete blocks at the pier. Uh, and he he was under underneath the block and, and he came out and, uh, Kikabu, here I am, mm. smiling that, that, well, he had a very good hiding place. And and what happened in my heart, so, so you, you, you hug him, you kiss him, you cry, but also you want to tell him well <laughs> never do this again yeah, and yeah so there's there's lots of emotions going on because he was gone for five minutes yeah and 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 i found him so when i have that as a natural father that response when when my child is back with me after being lost mm -hmm. for a few minutes well consider what's going on in the heart of the heavenly father mm. uh, when when children come back at his heart and and the the privilege we have of bringing people that are lost, that, that live like an orphan, and they don't know they have a heavenly father, have, having the privilege, taking them by the hand and introducing them to a loving, good father. Yeah. It's a pretty amazing thing. That's, yeah, that it is, yeah. You're an amazing human being, Peter. If there is one thing that you could share to our listeners here and two pastors on the mic, what is it that you'd want them to know? Yeah, of course, what I just shared, because yeah. it, it, I, it's all about that. God is all about relationship. 
and I was pondering on, thi on this morning, uh, and I have always liked a phrase in Psalm 8, that, that he crowned us with beauty and with dignity. Hmm. So that, that's how God sees us. And uh, being involved with working with young people made that, that uh, I was often invited in youth groups. Uh, and sometimes I brought along with me a violin. I, I bought it for 10 euros on somewhere on a market. And uh, it was really an ugly thing. And somebody tried to paint flowers on it. It was really... Uh, and then I started... <laughs> So, but I had then when I was uh, preaching, so I have something very special to show you. Uh, and I had somebody bringing the violin in, in, the, in the case with, with uh, white gloves on. And I, I put my gloves on and very cautiously picked out, out the violin out of the box and started sharing about that, uh, about Stradivarius. You know Stradivarius? I don't. He's the most famous violin builder uh, there is. Hmm. And, and his violins are known for a kind of, uh, yeah almost mystical sound and, okay. and other builders try to r replicate that or, or create that sound but they they just can't so the, the secret for that is somewhere hidden and uh, so that makes those violins uh, pretty uh, uh, valuable mm -hmm. so there are the violins being auctioned for I think over 10 million uh, Crazy. Uh, dollars wow so I, I start sharing about Stradivarius and, and, and very expensive violins and, and I'm holding the violin with white gloves and, uh, and I said, well, the, but it adds even more value to the violin when, when the player painted on it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I show the, 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 the ugly flowers that are on it. So, so I, I try to create the illusion that we have something special here. Mm. And then I ask somebody, well, is there somebody here playing violin? Ask him to stand up, and then suddenly, I throw the violin towards that person, hmm. and everybody is in shock. You, you see them respond, <gasps> yeah, because there's some something very valuable flowing through the air, and you cannot treat something that valuable like that. Hmm. And then, of course, the bridge as well. Uh, you're way more valuable than than this than this violin is. So hmm. for you, you're 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 priceless, in, invaluable. Is that is that a, yeah, is that a word? Mm -hmm. So for God, you're you're like that. So uh, so treat people like that. Hmm. Realize that God sees them as invaluable, whatever they have done. Uh, and maybe more important, see see yourself like that. Does don't throw yourself just to everyone, everyone yeah. and everybody, especially for young people. That that's an important uh, message to have. Uh, so realize that that you're crowned with beauty and with dignity and heaven sees you like that. Mm, I love it. Peter, your heart is incredible. Uh, what's one thing that our, our listeners can be praying for you as you go back to the Netherlands to continue to live this out? Uh, <laughs> for, uh, uh, for wisdom, uh, knowing what to tell and when. Uh, yeah. Jesus was ministering mostly by asking questions mm -hmm. uh, and when people ask me a question, I tend to try to tell them in 30 minutes what I've learned in about eight years. Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't work. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, wisdom, how to represent God the way he is uh, yeah. in a way that, 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 well, creates the bridge for people to really be able to receive uh, that he's, he's good and he's full of grace and he's a loving father. I love that. Yeah. Peter, you're amazing. 
we uh, safe travels back to the motherland country. Thank right? you very much. Because yeah. we're all immigrants here. <laughs> Probably all from the Netherlands, right? That's yeah. what you would say. Well, why don't you close us off? You know how we close off. You have the honors today. Yes. You're lost, and there's nothing you can do about it. Thank you.